0: Hi everyone, I'm
1: Allie, and I'm Rach, and welcome back to the Book Report Podcast. We are so excited you're here. We are reading Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Well, we read that book, and we're talking about it today. And if we don't sound as mm-hmm. with it as we obviously <laughs> normally do, it's well, I'll let you share your personal health details, yeah, Allie. So.
0: Two and a half years of avoiding COVID. It finally hit our whole family. We should say this podcast is sponsored by Theraflu because that's how I'm getting through this. (laughs) We're all okay. We're doing fine. Just some mild symptoms. One of which is I sound a little crazy. I might have to pause and cough or just sound a little groggy, but we are doing this over Zoom. So this is our first time Mm -hmm. kind of trying this setup also just zoom. I've, I mean, I've lived for two and a half years now doing zoom meetings, but they're always just a little awkward. So apologies. If we sound weird in multiple ways,
1: we don't have each other's vibes. We don't have your presence. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and we also don't have drinks in our hand, um, no
0: drinks I'm trying to recover. So
1: <laughs> I was actually, so I did create a cocktail for this one and it would have been perfect actually. Mm-hmm. I wish I kind of walked it over to you before, but it was called, it was inspired by the two characters, Sobriety. So it was a non alcoholic cocktail. And Eva didn't drink because she had like terrible migraines and drinking alcohol brought that on. And Shane didn't drink because he was in AA. And so the, the cocktail that I was going to drink, and I, I'll put a, the recipe up. It's one of my favorite things I normally add tequila or gin, but it's called a nopaloma. Mm. And I love how you said in your video for the dark and stormy that you measure with your heart, which is how you do so many things. (laughs) (laughs) All of your, I feel like recipes are for the birds and Mm -hmm. you're my kindred sister in that, but it has grapefruit cheese, agave, tons of mint, and then I just use whatever seltzer that I have on hand. So it's usually like lime or ginger or grapefruit. Um, seltzer,
0: AKA bubbly waters, as we all now call them. Bubbly waters. Kids, my kids are always like, I want a bubbly water. <laughs> Actually, that sounds delicious. And if you want to walk one and just like leave I will. It on the, the bridge, we have a bridge that runs uh, <laughs> across like a drainage ditch in our yard that kind of is how you get to Rachel's backyard. So if you want to leave it on mm-hmm. the bridge all the neighbors have been like leaving things on the bridge while we've been sick, (laughs) which is delightful and sweet.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. But yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you. We did hang out on, I guess it was like seven days ago. We watched Baywatch with another friend, but it was before Allie just tested positive. I I, I
0: tested today. I had symptoms mm -hmm. a few days ago, but we we have taken COVID very seriously throughout all of this. And I will say, I get very confused now about what's the guidance, what's the timeline, like when can I see people again? When are people like who did I expose? It's all it's all feels a little murky now, but
1: I feel like all of us are there start. with you. It's yeah. real hard to know who to trust, but I like I like what you guys are doing. I hate that we're zooming this, but I know. I'm glad we. Done. Our commitment yeah.
0: level top notch.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> got grit sister I know I know so a couple things I want to put at the end of every podcast so Allie you'll have to work your magic um or we can just repeat it at the end of every one are where you can find us and contact us um we have a gmail account that's the book report pod at gmail.com we are on tiktok Allie went small case viral for us (laughs) She had our most popular You're, You have one, one that's more, that was a cleaning one. So I, it was a clean talk. Um, it just happened in my library. So I put it on our,
0: our no, podcast no, no. Your account fan cast one. Oh, has more views. It does. Yeah. I think it has like 500.
1: Holy shit. Okay. Small case viral <laughs> also, still,
0: but really exciting. Be doing TikToks. I I consume a lot of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, have one ever. I've posted one ever of like my Dolly Parton Christmas extravaganza that I do every year in my front so yard. Good. Uh, yeah, you can check that one out that I have on my account, but I, <laughs> I feel so silly doing them. So bear with us y'all. We know it is not big for us to <laughs> Putting things out there. But it's I've had fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, I it's mean, fun. It's fun. And I and love, I, I mean, I love TikTok. Like I said, I consume it all the time. I should know how to use it, but I
1: feel no, too. No, I, I mean, I feel like the the more I do, the more I learn about the app and the features it has, they're still not great. And then the last one, I felt like I used every tip I've ever gotten. And I need to tone it down. It like I rewatched it. I'm like, oh girl. I'm I don't like you. I don't like who you are. So I'm sorry about that. I will I will be more true to myself.
0: We're learning how to podcast. We're learning how to TikTok. I told my husband. Yeah. One of the things I've loved about this is I feel like I'm learning a lot. Like I'm learning how to use the intro, mm-hmm. doing it on garage band, learning how to do that, you know, learning how to I'm just learning a ton as I go. Yeah, also. it's fun.
1: I love this new season of life. Yeah. I love this for us. Um, so that we're on TikTok at Book Report Podcast, and we're on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. So those are the same. And I also I updated my Goodreads account to Allie and Rach. If you want to go to our Goodreads, that's where you can find everything that we're reading for our summer season 2022. I put all of our books there, and I opened up a fall and winter season bookshelf where I'm just like adding stuff that I want to read. My TBR list. So if you have any recommendations for our fall and winter, we're probably going to start reading those soon. So that's where you can find us. And we would love to get your feedback on the podcast, or if you're local to Nashville, we'd love to do some kind of meetup at some point. That would be a dream come true. So that's where we are. And we'll probably start saying that at the end of every podcast too. We're still learning on. Mm -hmm. How to put these together.
0: (laughs) Let's give a big shout out to my sister in law, Olivia Hancock, who designed the logo for the podcast, which we get rave reviews about. People, when they see the logo for the podcast, love it so much. She is a very talented graphic designer based out of South Alabama. We gave her a vision that was so vague.
1: like Lisa Frank and slumber parties or
0: something like like that. She even has the kind of, you know, the S we all drew in middle school is kind of in the background of it. I mean, she nailed it. So shout out to Olivia for helping us out with that logo too.
1: I love it. And right now our podcast art images are me writing on a post-it, but we'll hopefully have those updated. Um, Olivia can work her magic to make us a little more professional (laughs) on that end too.
0: I owe her Uh, so much anyway. So yeah, let's just, I know we
1: need to take her out for a really fun girls night when she's in town.
0: Yeah. Olivia, um, regularly there's a great vintage shop called the rack R a Q in my hometown of Dothan, Alabama that Olivia regularly, I order stuff from them all the time on this live sale and she goes by once a week picks up my stuff and either ships it to me or sends it with my mom or, you know, whoever's God. coming to Nashville
1: before oh, she comes, uh, we should, I, I want to load her up with stuff for oh,
0: Moa. I already have like a carload. She has to bring <laughs> myself and our friend, Abina, who also bought some stuff off the live sale. So yeah, I owe her a ton. So let's just add yeah. the list and get her done. <laughs> we can't wait to see you, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing
1: I wanted to mention is Allie and I had this great idea that We were going to do a field trip, a book report field trip and Mm -hmm. take our kids to, we are home, like our, our specific neighborhood, Nashville is built out into these, I mean, very different neighborhoods. And we live in East Nashville, which is home to these awesome local bookstores. And one had just opened up that I really wanted to go to. And she's like, why don't we hit all of them with our kids? And she ended up, um, her husband ended up having COVID and it was we couldn't do it, but my son and I did and shout out to novelette. It opened like three weeks ago. And what a cool spot. I fall victim to ordering a book from Amazon so often because I want it, you know, in an hour and I hate that. And novelettes open, it it would be just as easy and I would have it quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so cute. It they're at on Instagram at novelette booksellers. And I repost their stuff all the time on an Instagram account, but a delightful little store. And they, they had so many books. They had a little kids section. I got my son, some books that he picked out, loved it. The other bookstore that, that we went to on our, my son was with me. So we were trying to make it more kid-friendly was called fairy tales.
0: Oh, I love that place.
1: Still in East Nashville, super tiny. They actually still require masks, which most places in Nashville don't, but I had to run back to the car and it was probably 106,000 degrees on (laughs) that day. And I had my four-year-old with me. So we, we were sweaty, but such a sweet bookstore and a hundred percent of the proceeds from, they have a book list Mm -hmm. that you can find on the internet called bands off our books and our bodies, but hundred percent of the proceeds from any book on that list, we're going to go to abortion care for women in Tennessee Mm -hmm. and Tuesday, Friday, and Saturdays at 9 30 AM, they have an outdoor story time, which is really sweet. That's fun. Mm -hmm. It's pretty shady too. So I mentioned earlier, it was 106,000 degrees and I'm not lying. It's isn't literally that temperature, but the feels like
0: it's been hot as hell could be. Mm
1: -hmm. And then the last bookstore that I wanted to mention is called the bookshop Nashville. And they are at the bookshop Nashville on Instagram, and they have so much going on. They're number one. They're next to my favorite restaurant in all of Nashville. It's called peninsula. If you're ever here, please go to peninsula. It is absolutely delicious. They have stuff going on all the time. They're bringing in authors. They're doing meet and greets. They have a silent book club at the graduate hotel, which is like a bougie hotel here in Nashville. Such a cool and
0: hotel.
1: Though. It's so cool. And they're doing an adult book fair at adult book fair, meaning books for adults, not like <laughs> <laughs> pornography, <Yeah. laughs> but it's going to be at East Nashville beer works on July 21st,
0: Oh. which
1: yeah, I am I'd go. love to go. So, yeah, those are, I mean, there's other ones there's Parnassus, which is probably the most famous that's in green Hills. And I absolutely refuse yeah, to drive to green Hills.
0: Lots but, of them. We should like feature a different one each week though. Let's not yeah. list them all. Cause there's like okay. quite a few,
1: there's so many, but shout out to those three little bookstores in East Nashville. There's so many more that are delightful, but those mm-hmm. are the ones we went to on Sunday. All right. You ready? I am
0: ready. Let's get into this. I'm excited. Okay. This was a fun one.
1: Seven days in June centers on Eva mercy. She's a really successful author of erotica fantasy novels. I think mm-hmm. her books are about a vampire, a female yeah, a vampire and a witch. Okay. Oh, was the man witch, a witch?
0: No, the man okay. was a vampire. The female was a witch.
1: Okay. okay. Thank you. Even in your COVID brain, you could help me out.
0: That's all I got. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's writing her 15th book and she's, she cannot write it. She's facing a pretty severe writing slump. She's bored with her own books. She doesn't want to go back into the world that she's created and give her publisher a 15th book. She hasn't even started it yet. And she also the, the whole story centers in New York city, which this, I wanted to get a flight out that night, yeah. this, the, her whole neighborhood seemed so much fun. It's like, I could live there. This is seems so great, but Eva is a, she's a divorced mom or divorced woman. She's a mom to Audra, who is my favorite character in the book. She suffers from disability. That's never named. And we're going to talk more about invisible disabilities versus mm-hmm. visible disabilities, but All you know is that it comes in waves of headaches frequently throughout the story, like debilitating headaches. She has to give herself a shot that helps her. She's been doing this her entire life. And the story takes off when she's attending a writing event and she feels pretty insecure about the book she's written compared to everyone else on the panel. I feel like she suffers from a lot of insecurity about writing erotica fantasy, which maybe Tia Williams didn't write this book before Sarah J. Moss came out, but I feel like there is no shame in that game, but she attends this event. She's on a panel and in walks through the door, her childhood friend, his name is Shane Hall, who is an extremely popular author in his own right. And she had not seen him since his in her history, a seven days in June. It was like 30 years prior when she was in high school. The two of them were in high school and they hadn't seen each other since. Mm-hmm. But they've been writing their books kind of about each other. Yeah. Um, back and forth. And they find out at this panel that they've both been reading each other's books and like they've be, had no
0: contact at all. No contact.
1: Yeah. No contact. I mean, she's she's pissed at him because you find out after they're like seven days in kind of a drug and alcohol filled romance, if you will, where they were when they
0: first met back in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That Eva ended up overdosing and they had promised each other that they would never leave one another and they would, you know, be best friends and together forever. And when you're in high school, that means more than I feel like it seems kind of shallow now, but feelings are bigger during that time of your life. Mm -hmm. When I have a teenager, I hope I remember that (laughs) because it does feel like super dramatic, but she overdoses, her mom sends her to the hospital and when she wakes up, Shane is gone and she never sees him again until so many years later in June at this panel. And there's like sparks flying, anyone that's there, they constantly refer to the black literati, which is fun, but it's yeah. black authors and this you know, kind of upper crust community of authors that... See that there's something there while yeah, this every, panel is going on. It's like
0: up. all out. The panel was my favorite part of the whole book. Yeah. That it was
1: so good. And so the book, then the rest of the book just delves into this second seven days in June and them reconnecting and as their grown up selves. And yeah. And the only reason I even saw this book, I was new to TikTok and book talk. And I was following, I think you sent me her information. She's at books.with.ly. So mm-hmm. books with Lee. Oh,
0: do you, reading and across Africa? Yeah. She's
1: reading yeah. books from every country in Africa. And she had this reel about books by black authors that aren't centered on black trauma. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about diversifying her bookshelf, reading outside of her comfort zone. And she's a really encouraging. I feel like book talk is very kind anyway, but I just, She's like a warm hug when you're watching her videos. She's she's so great. On, on Instagram, she's at books with Lee. But she had a couple books and two of them we're going to read this summer, the first being seven days in June. So that's is where I got I picked up this book after she recommended it. Okay. So what I absolutely loved. There is, I don't annotate my books, do you? do you like Uh, highlight or do anything? I don't
0: highlight. I have the like either post-its or like the little Hmm. tabs that I'll sometimes, you know, yeah. Okay. I don't always do it, but I, if something is like, I'm not going to remember this, I write in the, on the post-it note and then post it in the page. Yeah.
1: Well, I I don't, at least I haven't in a really long time since college, college, but there was a quote that said grown women knew better than attach themselves to time bombs. Teenage mm-hmm. girls couldn't wait to be ruined. And oh, that just like stuck with me thinking about people that I dated in the past versus, I mean, I'm married now, so it's, it's not like I'm like out there looking for people to attach myself to. So it's kind of a non-starter for me, but it was interesting just because I, I was a teenage girl at one point mm-hmm. and I did pick people that had no business. <laughs> No business being with me, no business being with anyone. Like time bomb is the perfect description. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the idea of this visible disability from our last book and this invisible disability, which she doesn't talk about. I mean, even at, she's at some fan dinner and she pretends to be drinking a cocktail. She just keeps asking the bartender for like sparkling water, but put a lime in it and just to make it look like she's drinking. And she doesn't, it almost seems like a strength thing. Like you don't want people to see you as, I don't know. It was an interesting juxtaposition from our last book where you had Harper that also didn't like want to center her identity on Mm -hmm. this disability.
0: But in a very different way, but we name it and then we incorporate it into our lives. And like, it's just, it is what it is. But what she's experiencing is essentially the way it is written is like debilitating migraines mm-hmm. uh, to the point that she can't cope, can't function with when it's happening. That's kind of what she's experiencing, but it, it's never named exactly what her issue is. But yes, yeah, she does talk about it being invisible. Her daughter talks about it being invisible as well. Yeah. It's- most about it probably.
1: Oh, I love her daughter. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I want to talk to you about was her perspective on, she was trying to shield her daughter from Lizette, which is her mother Mm
0: -hmm.
1: from this like generational trauma that she survived. And so she tells her daughter that Lizette is like this great mom to her. And she's so much fun. She never talks about you know, what she experienced growing up with her, but then her dream is to go back to, I think it's Louisiana, yeah, where she's she was from, Louisiana. from and write this book about her history and her culture. So I, I felt like that was strange. I also, I feel like her daughter could have handled it.
0: Yeah. I, I think I, I want to believe that
1: about kids is they're yeah, resilient yeah. and they can handle hard stuff.
0: I think that was the interesting that so two things with that aspect of so Lizette is her mother, mm-hmm. so Lizette is her mother. They're from South Louisiana, sounds like, or very rural Louisiana, and Lizette is in sex work. It sounds like, mm-hmm. and her there's a lot of family history. The Ava, Eva, Eva. Actually, don't know if like I said it both ways in my head. She knows yeah. a lot of her family history and these really these women who are surviving a, a lot, but also are like bringing their daughters into the trauma in a or into like what they're having to survive in a way that I think Eva is trying to avoid. Right? With oh yeah, so it, no, you-, uh, you know where my mother was maybe too <laughs> honest and bringing me in too much. Where mm-hmm. Eva's a You know, trying to dodge sexual assault. Like it's pretty, it's pretty rough what she's trying to dodge because of her mother, what her mother's having to do to survive. And I think she just goes the other, you know, swings the pendulum too far the other way when, yeah, she has this daughter who you think the daughter is great. She's such a great Snapchat therapy. I mean, I died. I I was dying. Her daughter's doing these. She keeps getting in trouble at school or suspended because she's, she thinks she's so good at talking to people and like helping them through their problems that she's doing unlicensed therapy sessions on Snapchat. And the school's like, you can't, you're not a licensed (laughs) professional. You have to stop doing therapy with all these people and calling it therapy. And it's, I mean, you're like, yes, you have to stop. If as a mother, I'd also be like, yes, you have to stop doing this, but it's, Comical. It kind of reminds me of my son. He is very. He's very in tune with himself and his feelings. He can talk about things very easily. And I was yeah. and thinking, oh my gosh, is this something I need to be watching out for? Um, <laughs> oh, I yeah, wish you so could I, find his Audra. I, I know. I know. So I think she is trying to. You, you think this this girl is like mature? She's only twelve in the book, but her daughter is. But you think, oh, mm. she could. Handle all of this, but I think Eva has just was brought into everything so much by her mother that she just kind of swings the pendulum the other way. The thing I thought was really interesting. I grew up in the deep south. I love my culture. I love being southern. I love so many aspects of my culture and history and background and where I'm from and the things that I, I hold really dear. There's a lot of it.
1: Do you think there's- shield your boys from any of that the bad parts. Well,
0: so that's what I was going to say. That's the part I could relate to in a way is it's also a shameful past, right? There's so much bad. There's so many awful things as in America as a whole, but like, Mm -hmm. especially in the South, there's so much to confront and deal with that. I understand Being obsessed with wanting to go back and connect to your roots and understand your history and process Mm -hmm. all of that, and also being simultaneously embarrassed by it or not wanting to deal with it. I understand that piece of the puzzle, obviously, not as a Black woman, and that is the primary or that is part of her story. But I do understand wanting to connect to your culture and your roots, and then also being like, ugh. Gotta unpack a lot to do that. You know, I mean, if
1: you, know. you still want to, your child to have a relationship with this person, mm-hmm. do you say? I mean, there were so many times during the last few years that have been really hard to connect with my own parents that I thought, like, well, I'm definitely telling my son what they did mm-hmm. and what they said. And yeah, I think I still am. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he wouldn't understand it now, but. I, as we, because he learns about civics and history and, you know, I want him to know like what, where we stood on certain issues and how hard it was to stand there when people that he loves and we love thought differently. Mm-hmm. My parents never told me any of that stuff. And I, I wish I could have known. I wish I, they would
0: share. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma as a parent. I feel like as a parent mm-hmm. is where I could understand her dilemma. Obviously yeah. not as a black woman, but as her as a parent, yeah, I mm-hmm. understood wanting to protect your child, but also needing to deal with your own past is, is tough. Yeah. That's just such a and that's such a universal parent dilemma, is how your kids don't know what's going on in your head or your past or how you're dealing with it all. And Mm -hmm. How much do you share with them and how much do you protect them as a child?
1: The one thing I, so I definitely want to talk about this. We should have a whole episode about tropes. I feel like I'm learning so much on TikTok about different tropes and identifying them because it was something that I'd only seen in movies. And now that I'm reading more, I'm like picking up on what other people have been talking about for a long time, but this, this is the one that makes me the most upset. It's this trope of being mad at a person to the point you're not speaking to them over a oh completely unavoidable misunderstanding.
0: Yes. 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 I just, just want to scream people just, and yeah. I not understand. He was in like juvie. I mean, he was, he was locked up. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get this one more,
1: but just but ask in him, general, why did you leave? Be like your mom arrested me,
0: but as an and 18 like, wow. year old, and this would have been like, what in the nineties, Mm -hmm. No, before that 80, when I don't even know timeline wise, but it's not as if you could just look up someone on social media now, like you can now imagine there
1: there was a long time in the book where she was just mad at him for leaving her. That's true. That she could have just said, why did you leave me? Why that's such a dick move. And the, the answer she expected him to say was, I just didn't want to be with you. And that's a dick thing to say. So why not ask? If she's going to think it, why not ask? And he would say, oh yeah, I was arrested. Your mom got me, had me arrested.
0: So what happens is they they have this kind of drug induced, she's taking drugs because she's having awful migraines and things Mm -hmm. like that. There's there's probably a lot of trigger warnings that should come with this book too. Just so everyone knows, I would just self-harm, sexual assault, a lot of things that you should consider Mm -hmm. before you read it. But I understand more about why she couldn't contact him because so basically Eva is, has taken a lot of drugs, is overdosing. Shane calls her mom. Her mom comes to the house. The cops show up, the ambulance shows up. Shane gets arrested because her mom thinks that Shane has taken advantage of her, has assaulted her, has like doped her up with all these drugs. In reality, he was the one who kind of saved her life they were both making bad choices he gets sent off to juvie she gets put on a psych ward so I sort of understand her not knowing how to contact him I wouldn't have known at 18 in the decades yeah. ago how to even find someone I, I wouldn't don't have even know how
1: them at all for but that he, it's only yeah he
0: could have for sure figured that out mm-hmm yeah.
1: So there was the Lizette having Shane arrested. Mm-hmm. Then the other one that I wanted to like scream was when Shane didn't show up to brunch because it was like such a sad yes. scene. His mentee was shot, but no text, no call. And maybe I'm putting too much into my own responsibility because I would, I mean, I text Allie like, 2000 times every single day, um, about what I'm doing. I'm sure she doesn't appreciate that, but
0: I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> last night I sent her a text. It was a picture an embarrassing picture of me that that was funny. And I would only send it to her. And then it's like silence. I'm like, I need you to respond You don't to respond <laughs> to the majority of my texts, that was pretty vulnerable for me to send that to you. And so embarrassing. And I just need like a, ha ha that's fine. I just need it's some easy. acknowledgement.
0: <laughs> I'm so foggy. I don't even, I think I respond in bursts right now where I'm just, yeah. I can't process things. And then I respond to like 50 <laughs> text messages all at once. Cause it's, I'm like, okay, I've got a moment of clarity. Let's respond to everything.
1: I don't take it personally, but Shane not showing up. And then all of a sudden, I think all of this is dumb and I don't want to be with you. I was stupid for thinking that If things would be different this time, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm about to throw this book out the window because as an adult, you just, you're expecting the worst from this person, Mm -hmm. which you and I have talked about is the most annoying thing in the world. And this is the second time you've done it. And it screwed up your relationship, a relationship that has tons of spice. seems like Mm -hmm. they have great chemistry and come on. Yeah. Come I and Shane, like both of them just need to freaking be honest
0: with each other. I was with you. That one infuriated me. The, you're adults. You are adults at this point. Mm-hmm. Adults with cell phones. Now who can just text people, which I guess I did. <sighs> they had cell phone. How old I'm getting my timelines all mixed up, but I remember Shane used her cell phone to call her mom when she was. So maybe oh. they remember. No excuses, just yeah. Okay. No mm. one has any excuses. Just talk. Can we just, everyone communicate, everyone communicate. I hate that trope. Yes. Where the whole time you're thinking, if you would just talk for two seconds Mm -hmm.
1: and And not here for a trope, like I don't care if it's been used a thousand times. Enemies, the lovers, give it to me. Mm -hmm. This one is infuriating. I hate it so much. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. It's just mad. Part of it, I
0: think is we've talked about this in depth. I I think both of us, are the kind of people who never assume the worst, especially if Mm -hmm. it's a friend or someone you care about, I'm probably not going to assume the worst about them or what's happened or any situation. And it just feels, it just feels like you're not communicating Mm -hmm. and you're assuming the worst worst. case scenario. Mm -hmm. You have no reason to, you didn't talk to them. So you could just ask like a Grown up, who can talk and text people? Text if you're scared of the answers. Just text, and it's not as intimidating.
1: Yeah. Assuming- if you oh, didn't sorry. show up to a brunch with me, it, my mind wouldn't go to you bailed. It would go to you died.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Like, well, better listen for ambulances because Allison died. Well, if today. I didn't,
0: if I didn't, it show up to a brunch and then didn't text you for what was it? A week in the book or something crazy? It was yes. days. I would have called the police to your house. Yeah, I'm not one to call the police, but I would have called someone to go check on you. Mm-hmm. I would assume, I would assume the worst in the sense that it was nothing that was your fault. Yeah, <laughs> we're not to blame.
1: Oh, yeah. she just hates brunch and me. I guess oh. I feel like no way but a plan her funeral.
0: Brunch. She
1: get her a, a casket because she's okay. dead to speak on Tia Williams writing she was a she wrote for like glamour and l like magazine writing before this it did, she I mean she knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. like this was so well written the characters are so well written the characters are my favorite part of the book i loved
0: yeah all of and them. i i can struggle with books set in mo- modern times that have the language we speak in it, it's very like casual conversational Mm -hmm. language in a lot of the book. Those can, I struggle with those sometimes. This one, the, some scenes reminded me a little bit of Gilmore girls where it's this fast witty conversation. This one didn't bother. That didn't bother me. It being people talking, like we all talk didn't Mm -hmm. turn me off. I don't know why it does that sometimes when I'm reading, but I thought it was, it was really well-written. You could tell she probably came from that, world. I mean, she's the way she's describing this kind of fast paced New York lifestyle and the way they talk and all the relationships. And she's going to these like bougie art installations and things. This Mm -hmm. is so not my world, but yeah, Yeah. she writes it really well.
1: And I wondered if the, some of the casting that I did, I mean, I saw every character so clearly Mm -hmm. it wasn't, I was thinking of an actor, and actress for most of mine, it was trying to match up the person that I played that character in my head with someone that looked like that so this one I didn't hit out out of the park except for I don't know some of them I think I did and I'll tell you which ones are okay but for Eva I put Zoe Kravitz I but I in my head it was someone older than her which she's the right age I think she's in her 30s like mid-30s and I initially put in Angela Bassett. Who, if you look her up, that's I feel like more in line with who I saw, but I feel like she was just too old. I don't know. But like I had a very clear picture of who this was. And it's it's not Zoe Kravitz. It, was she, it her
0: mom? Was it Lisa Bonet that you pictured?
1: Oh, so what's funny is I put Lisa Bonet as Lizette. But and I feel like she looks a lot like Zoe Kravitz. So Lisa Bonet and Zoe Kravitz would make like a good mother-daughter pair. Is that but that's her real mom? I didn't yes, know that Lisa
0: Bonet is Zoe Kravitz's mom, okay, Zoe well, Kravitz and our Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. That's their, that's her parents.
1: Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. I was like, man, they look so much alike. That'd be a perfect, I picked Zoe Kravitz. because I thought yes, Lisa Bonet that... would be a good Lisette. I'm like, oh, I kind of pictured her as Eva, Lisa Bonet. That's so funny. Shane is not Chadwick Boseman, but when I was trying to find, like the person that looked like who I saw I saw Chadwick Boseman I'm like oh he'd be perfect I just loved Black Panther so much and I feel like he could be a really kind um
0: R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman
1: R.I.P. so that's so sad um but I think he would be so good and then for Audra initially I was like oh this is Zendaya's role and then I but that's not who I saw. I saw Willow Smith.
0: Well, I had Willow Smith. This is the that's- one that I was like, this is who it has to be was Willow Smith. Oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah, Will Smith in the copy I Smith. would have been perfect in this role mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think you did really good on a lot of this. But Willow Smith, yeah, that's who. That's who I saw.
1: Oh, Willow Smith. after i I give it a minute. I'm like, nope, I am seeing tall and skinny willow smith every all day long is like
0: younger willow smith even Mm because she's supposed to be 12 in the book so yeah um, age doesn't matter in our castings
1: and then cece i had carrie washington i just wanted like a fabulous yes Yes. sassy and carrie washington can act her way out of any situation she's Mm -hmm. so good yeah. I watched. No, I did you, you see did. How to Get Away with Murder? Or, yeah, How to Get Away with Murder? Did you watch that? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. She like ruled that show. Yeah. That sh- show was made by Gary Washington. So good. So that's my casting. This has I been one of my great. favorite parts. I have, obviously, if you see on my last TikTok, I was at an 11 on <laughs> energy. Super embarrassed about that. I'm going to tone it down, but this has been my most fun to.
0: Oh yeah. Sure. I love the castings. I, mean, I love that. We both were like, yes, Willow Smith. I think that's great. And our next book,
1: it's your turn, uh, but I had, you had picked song of Achilles. Yes. Is yeah, that still- next book, okay,
0: Yeah. Next book is going to be song of Achilles, which I'm really excited about again, switching up genres left and right, mm-hmm. but I love this one. So I'm really excited for us to all read it together. I have read it too,
1: so this will be a really that is such a beautifully written book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I cannot wait to talk about it. We have not. I mean, again, we haven't talked about it yet, so mm-hmm. yeah, to discuss it with you
0: for for Rachel and I to be reading all the same books, we have avoided talking about any mm-hmm. of them as long as we've wanted to do this podcast, which is over a year now, a year and some change. Yeah. So we've got a lot, <laughs> a lot of pent up discussion <laughs> for sure. And you said that you can find the summer reading list on Goodreads, right?
1: Yes. So we have a bookshelf. It's under Ali and Rach. And it's a bookshelf called Summer Season 2022. Mm-hmm. And it has all the books that are on our summer schedule, our yes. summer TBR, except we've already read them. Mm-hmm. But please reach out. Again, we'd love to talk to you. Send us an email at pod at gmail.com. TikTok, we're at at book report Podcast. Instagram at book report podcast and on Goodreads. And whereas Allie and Rach and Allie's with an E famously forgot to put the E (laughs) when we first started this and Allie's like, Hey, you spelled my name wrong. It's okay. you
0: bitch It's a nickname. It's a nickname that mostly just my family calls me. And then my friend's kids have started all calling me Allie too, which I love. So um, no judgment. It's not like you misspelled my actual (laughs) name wrong. You just misspelled a nickname. When uh, you told me I
1: was mortified.
0: Like I my... had one job. And it's <laughs> it was a
1: big job to not to screw up. I had to like redo everything on iTunes. <laughs> and then every format that we are on, I had to go back in.
0: Oh no. And my
1: phone autocorrects to Allie with an I. Oh
0: wow. no. Mine mm. my phone does type Rachel as we as we all know, my children <laughs> called Rachel Rach O oh, for
1: a long so time. Funny.
0: Um and I do it in text so much that, yeah, your name gets corrected to Rachel. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, bring me one of those no Palomas, leave it on the bridge. Okay. For me later. I
1: <laughs> and I can't wait to see you when you're all better. Yeah. Hopefully next week we'll
0: yes be should together be good again. I to okay. should be good to go. All right. Thank you everyone for reading along and we'll catch you next time.
1: See you later.